0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in the series that we're doing called Developing a Disciple's Heart. We are well into this series, we're 20 weeks in and uh, this series is really all about digging deeper and connecting with Jesus because that's what disciples do, that's where life is found. Um, I've said to you that uh, this whole thing was in response to a question that Jesus was asked. What's the most important commandment? What's the most important thing? And his response was simple and profound and life-changing. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbors, yourself. And that this whole series is built off of that and what it looks like to to really connect with and love God in a in a very deep and significant way, so that it impacts our lives for Him. Um. um I realized in doing this uh, that I tend to do a very long introduction at the beginning of every one of these because my, my hope is sort of that as, as this thing resonates with you, that you will take these ideas, these little tools, uh, these, these scripture passages, that you'll begin to think about them in your life and meditate on them and, and that they will have that impact, they will, they will change you. We've called it a primer, or uh, but it's really just a, a, hopefully a, a a series of things that will help you um, embrace spiritual disciplines. And I didn't even start with that term discipline when we started because a lot of people have an immediately bad reaction to that, that word. Uh, but that's what disciples are. It's the same word as disciples. We're, we're disciplined. And the thing is uh, that, that we have to make an effort to connect to find the life that God has for us. And I think what, what happens in our age now is that so many things are just sort of um, coming at us all the time that we don't have to do much for. Like it, it doesn't take much to turn on the television and be bombarded by that, or turn on a radio and be bombarded by that, or uh, you know the, the, all the other things that we have going on. It just, flip a switch and it should happen. But our life with God is not like that. Um, our life with God requires us building relationship with him. It's available to us, but it's a relationship that needs to be developed. And, and it's like any relationship that we have in life with a real person, it needs to be developed. Uh, I think in, in this age of technology, we, we often are settling for a type of relationship, and I'm not saying it's completely invalid, but, but a type of relationship that, that eliminates human contact and doesn't require a whole lot of effort to be developed and that we're missing some idea of the concept of what relationship really is. Relationship is developed as we, as we connect and work through this stuff. And so um, I think we need to be careful that we don't replace meaningful relationship with God and others with something less than that technology sometimes provides for us. So I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's not good, I'm just saying it's, uh, it sometimes becomes Isolating. Do you know, if you can, if you can, if you begin to think that you can get enough of your relationship met um, by getting on the internet and doing those things, you're starting to slowly miss the importance of life. And think of the impacts already that have happened all around us in, in our lifespan. Um, uh, the, the, as a whole, culturally, we've moved away from even like having meals together at home um, and people eat. They all might be in the same house, but they eat in separate spaces because they, they've isolated themselves because they all have their own entertainment coming at them of what they're doing. This one's on a computer and this one's watching a program over here. This one might be watching a program over here. And, and so things have changed dramatically, even when... Television was first introduced, I think at some levels it was something that the family did together. There was one television and they all got around and they watched it. And now that's gone. So, so things are, are changing all the time. And again, not all bad, but it's, it's slowly taking us away from what relationship looks like and and the time that it takes people don't just sit any longer and have conversation people don't stop and and meet people and meet their neighbors and uh, so many things have changed that that we're losing some of that concept well as as his disciples we can't we can't connect with him the way we need to without engaging him in relationship without spending time with him without stopping everything else and just sitting in his presence and it's it's something that we have to uh, really embrace and train ourselves to do or we will do this we will wake up in the morning and we'll get busy and we'll stay busy until it's evening time and then at evening time we'll we'll have just gone through the day with no connection and, and I don't think we're, we're not we're just so used to everything being sort of coming at us with the flick of a button that we've we've lost the idea so what we're trying to do is encourage you to take some time every day, and and not even huge amounts of time, 15, 20 minutes, it it can expand into more, doesn't need to be rushed, to just start your day by hanging out with him, and that's what this is really all about, and then all day long connecting back with him, um, because if you start the day right, you have a a tendency to stay more connected throughout the day, because you can feel yourself kind of moving away from how your day started. And he makes us more aware we 're more aware of the prompting of the of the holy spirit in our lives and and he wants us to stay on course the best that we can because that 's where life is found for us so that 's what um this thing is really all about. Uh, this primer uh, has been broken into seven sections and that's what we're dealing with over a long period of time. We've already talked about getting focused, getting thankful, and getting connected. Those we finished. Now we're, we're changing the uh, our, our movement a little. Those first three are really about our time just kind of hanging out with him and, and, uh, and, and, and cultivating that relationship. Now we, we need to move into the next part of, of what this is all about which is our impact in the world around us. Moving into the idea of loving others well and living life in a way that is the most loving to ourselves in the process. And so the, the, the rest of these sections talk about getting dressed which is about our spiritual armor. We're gonna, we're gonna start that today, do a little introduction to that today. Getting encouraging and, and uh, knowing what, what love is all about. And then I have a section called get her done um, because I like to say get her done. and. Uh, And then I I say it again, get her done with a question mark, which is a little evaluation and examination at the end of the day about how we did. All of these are very, very helpful things in our journey. And so... um, what I do, uh, and, w- and what I encourage others to do, and, and have been encouraging other people to do for some time, is just meditate on these scriptures in the morning. And, uh, and, and as I do, I journal a little bit. And I have certain things that I kind of ask myself along the way as I get started. And so I, I, I loved starting with those verses in Hebrews ten nineteen through 25. I, I shared with you what those verses were all, all about. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Those simple verses remind me so quickly of the amazing opportunity I have to get into the most holy place, the literal presence of God, and to get my perspective from the throne room for the day. What a great joy that is, and what a great opportunity we have in the process. Well, then we talked about getting thankful because I, I've said to you that, that to me it's one of the most important things is, is realizing all that God has done and that God continues to do in the midst of a fallen and broken world rather than being um, uh, focused on the things that we don't have or the things that we, we'd like him to be doing making sure that we're being thankful for what he has been doing and continues to do because that's where life is found we looked at Philippians 4, 4-8 rejoice in the Lord always I'll say it again, rejoice Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such things. And it moves us into the realization of who God is. And what he's doing. And how many things we had to be thankful for. We, we've talked about prayer and getting connected. Verses that you all know. And we looked at the Lord's prayer as a guide. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. That we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. And then we roll into these next verses in Ephesians 6 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms and then it moves into this amazing armor that God equips us with so that we can embrace our moving into the world around us and that we can we can have an impact because that's what he calls us to do so we're going to start talking about that today a little bit and and uh before I do, though, I have a little story because I know you guys like a little story before, uh, before I get much deeper involved. And here, here it is. Not long ago, I heard about a pun contest. So I thought, you know, with all the little one-liners and stuff and little puns that I use here, I'd pick my best 10 and enter them in, into this contest figuring that I was, I was sure to win. And so these are the 10 that I went with. Let me, let me hear what you think. I, I went with this. Um, I wondered why the baseball was getting bigger than it hit me. Jokes about German sausage are the worst. I know a guy who's addicted to brake fluid. He says he can stop at any time. No? Okay. (laughs) You haven't heard a winner yet, huh? Police were called to a daycare where a three-year-old was resisting arrest. I tried to catch some fog, I missed. All the toilets in New York's police stations have been stolen. Police have nothing to go on. Always a toilet humor that picks up a crowd. Velcro, what a rip off. To write with a broken pencil is pointless. I used to think I was indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. Finally, I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. I can't put it down. Okay, well, I thought those were some great puns and uh, as I said, I entered him in that contest and I was sure that at least one of my 10 submitted puns would win first place, but I was wrong. No pun intended. Big finish, guys, come on, no pun intended. That was a lot of work. Scripture reading. <laughs> There'll be roaring next service, I promise. You should come back. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use. So you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So what we're going to do over the next several weeks is we're going to be really digging into these verses in Ephesians 6, 12 through 18, talking about the armor of God, the, the amazing equipment that God has given us to embrace this life that He has for us um, in, in this fallen world on a broken planet. And, and the, the realization has to be before we get there, and what we're going to talk about just briefly today is that you are involved in a very real, ongoing spiritual battle. First point in your thing, we are all engaged. In a spiritual battle. This is not a choice. You, you don't get to come into the kingdom as a believer and go, well, I don't want to be part of the battle you're in. Uh, it's, it's what happens. This is a definite spiritual um, reality. There's a battle going on. There's a battle being waged in heaven and on the earth um, uh, in, in, in this whole idea of what's taking place. And while we've already won, Um, because of what Jesus did on the cross and the enemy has been cast out and we know at the end it all works out what's going on now is still very real and very much a part of the reality that we live in in this time is that the enemy is trying to blind uh, as many people as he can from the truth to keep them from knowing the life that God has for us and that's the battle and that's what's taking place all around us Ephesians 6:10 through 12 this time in the NIV says finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms and so as I said we're we're moving now in in our discussion from our time just really hanging out with Jesus and getting ready to embrace the day. And now we're going to get ready to step out into it by preparing ourselves for what's ahead out there. And, and we never need to be afraid uh, about a spiritual battle because God is with us. And I think sometimes the, the concept is difficult for people. The, the, the warfare sort of battle concept um, is very difficult for some people to process. But it's something that, that is used throughout the Bible. And, and I would submit to you that the only thing more horrible than war is passiveness in the face of evil. And see, as disciples, that's something that we just can't tolerate. We can't be passive in this thing. Um, we, we're to be engaged in what's happening. That's, that's our calling. That's our ministry. That's our mission. The reason that we're not zapped out of here when we come to know Jesus so that we can go and be with him right this moment is that we have things to do. There's things that he wants us to do. And, and that is to love him and love others as we love ourselves, that, that the kingdom of God can can be um, manifest and take over uh, more and more as we're here. That, that our mission of one more continues as we as we go and follow in the footsteps of Jesus to seek and save the lost. That's what it's all about. And so that's what we're called to. That's the battle we engage in. We, um, we sometimes don't uh, understand how important it is for us to be involved in, and that's when we lose our focus and that's when life doesn't seem to make sense. But see, we're called into this thing and when we embrace it and engage it, then, then life has purpose and meaning and we begin to find that life's an adventure and it's, there's more, so much more to it than we often settle for and it's where real life is found. And so we're, we're to get engaged in this thing that's going on all around us and, and embrace what's happening. How do we do it? Because people think, well, you know, what does that look like? Do I need to, uh, to you know, get out and, and chase people down and smack them over the head with my Bible? Um, no, I've, I found that that's not very impactful. <laughs> and probably it'll get you arrested. Um, what we do is what we always talk about. Be thankful for things in your life. And then look for ways to encourage others. That gets you engaged in what's taking place. It keeps you from being self-focused and gives you the other centered focus that you need, dem- that Jesus demonstrated, showed us. You, you think about, you know, all the things that we've talked about and, and the, the life that Jesus displayed for us. And when Jesus went through his day, he always found people who needed to be encouraged. Um, lots of people were going through their days back then, but they weren't looking the way he did. But Jesus looked. He was aware. He was connected to what was going on and he saw what needed to take place and I think if we're if we can so easily miss opportunities to love on people and to encourage people because we get so consumed and busy with what's going on right in front of us that we miss the bigger picture and so we miss life but every day there's opportunities to talk to people to pray for people to encourage people to bless people every day and that's engaging in the battle the enemy would like for you to not because he'd like to keep people lost in the darkness, blind, that there's any hope. He doesn't want them to know. But see, we're to engage in this process. Ultimately what we are is uh, secondly we're part of a spiritual special forces unit um, and, and the reason I say that is because we're actually called uh, not only to the front lines but behind the enemy lines because he's trying to establish beachheads and has all over the place and we're, we're operating in what, what in some sense is the little G God's territory it's all the big G gods but, but he's had a measure of success and permission because of sin to operate um, in, in, in our space and time and so we're engaged in this thing and it's very real there's a very real enemy these are very real concepts it's not just sort of you know hocus pocus thinking this is, this is the reality of what's going on around us there's, there's a very real battle a very real war over the souls of the lost that's why our mission is one more Let's just keep going out there and, and looking for one more. One more lost child back to dad. That's what it's all about. But, but we are involved in this, in this battle, and Paul references this in a couple of verses, just so you know the terminology, where he calls people fellow soldiers. Philippians 2.25, I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier who's also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. And Philippians 1, 2. To Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church it meets in your home. See, there's the concept that Paul is, is putting before us all, that this is a battle. That, that's why they use that illustration. This is, this is a big deal, this part of our walk in him. And so knowing that then, and kind of embracing that and figure out what that looks like, you need to know, third, is that we have the very best equipment for the battle, the best possible equipment for the battle is provided to us by God, Ephesians 6:13 through 18 therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand stand firm then and listen to this equipment the belt of truth buckled around your waist the breastplate of righteousness in place Your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So so we're equipped for the battle. And, and I, I want to take time to uh, talk about the, this equipment piece by piece and what it looks like and how, how uh, it allows us to operate in the world in the, in the way that brings life to the world that we encounter and to us in this relationship. It allows us to see like Jesus saw and think like Jesus thought and, and, and you know, hear the way he heard and, and process the way he did and move into situations the way that Jesus does to serve like he served these things all work together to help us to engage life that way and that's what we'll be talking about in the weeks ahead as we look at the armor of God and what it means to get dressed and get prepared for the process together so um that's where we're heading in the days to come we're gonna stop there and uh if you're watching on television or by video thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us this morning we are so thankful that you uh have chosen to make that uh, your, your decision today. If there's anything we can do, you can go to our uh, website and check us out there and send us an email and we'll see whatever we can do. You can call us. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week.